Welcome to the Energy for Life podcast, helping busy women reclaim their energy, innate power, and self-worth. Here is your host, Corona Brady. Welcome back. It's been a while. In fact, it's been a couple of months since my last podcast episode. So welcome back to episode 52 of the Energy for Life podcast show. And I am your host, Corona Brady. So today I'm bringing a podcast interview I did with the lovely Anna at the Business School for Moms a little while ago. I'm talking about a very important topic of burnout and the importance of a holistic approach to self-care. So tune into this episode to hear about what the signs of burnout are, how to correct the balance so that you can reconnect back with yourself, what type of people are susceptible to burnout, what is called depression and how to get out of it, tips and insights on how you can harness your energy and connect on a much higher spiritual level. So grab a tea, sit back and enjoy. A lot of the time when a woman kind of comes into my world and, you know, she's feeling very disempowered and she's really seeking power on some level and more empowerment. She wants to feel empowered again and in control in her life. And so the first thing that we do straight away is we look at, well, how is she starting each day? Does she have self-care? Does she have a morning ritual? And to be honest, the majority of women don't. You're listening to the Brave Business Podcast, brought to you by Anna Jonak and Florencia Pike, where business strategy meets mindset mastery. Get ready to step outside your comfort zone and get empowered in your life and business. Welcome to episode 41 of the Brave Business Podcast. Anna Jonak here, and today I'm here with Corona Brady, and I am super excited. Now, Corona is a life coach. She's a mind detox therapist and senior, senior, well, get the words out, Kundalini yoga teacher, which we'll definitely be sharing more on because I'm not sure everybody knows what that is. I've certainly experienced it myself now, so I can share a little bit more. She's also the founder of the Energy for Life Academy, where she takes women in business and corporate professionals from burnout and overwhelm to energetic, joyful lives in just eight weeks or less. I mean, and who doesn't want that, right? Pretty, pretty important. (laughs) She's also trained in the field of life coaching for women with a speciality in mind detox therapy and the transformative power and technology of Kundalini Yoga. She is sought out for her advice everywhere. She brings um, so much, I just want to say chill. There's just a whole energy around you, which brings people to a place where I they can just relax and reconnect with something within themselves that is just on another level rather than being stuck in the everyday of ourselves, I think. And I think that's what makes you so special. You have worked with women across the world, hundreds and hundreds of women across the world to help them kind of reconnect with their true energy. I came across you through James Shramko. I remember listening to James's podcast and your story really spoke to me and I'd love to share a bit of that with our listeners. But you've got your own podcast as well, the Energy for Life (laughs) podcast. And I have to say, I've listened to some amazing breathing techniques on there and I just love the way that you deliver the information. And I would definitely encourage other people to go check out that podcast because um, not only are the teachings really inspirational, but there's some fantastic tips and tools that you really deliver people mm. that they can take into their everyday, which is incredible. And you've also been appearing left, right and center in magazines and <laughs> Channel 9 and the radio and you've kind of exploded. So welcome. Thank you. Wow. What a beautiful welcome to get. <laughs> wow. 
Wow, you're, you're a special lady and I'm very excited to have you here for all of our listeners today. Well, that's really an honor. So thank you. You're welcome. So talk to me. You and I have obviously connected before. As I said, I, I actually reached out to you on the back of James's podcast because on that podcast, you definitely spoke about burnout. And I think for our audience, with the juggle that we have with the kids and, you know, the family life and the house and the business and everything else, I think it's actually something that becomes quite prevalent and also something that sometimes I don't even think we realize we're in the midst of burnout until it's almost a bit too late. And I thought it'd be really interesting to discuss that with you. But before we get into that, it would be really great for you to share a bit about your journey and your history, because I think that that really lends itself to the journey that you've gone and, and the business and the teachings and in what you've created. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So if you haven't like guessed from my accent, I'm Irish <laughs> and I've been living in Australia now 14 years. And when I arrived in Australia, I was actually caught up in the corporate grind. So I was working for a big bank, JP Morgan Bank, working in operations and never really satisfied. And um, I knew that it wasn't my real calling, but I just got caught up in this kind of cycle of when I get the management position, then I'm going to be happy. And I think on some level, because I had never gone to university, I think on some level, I just had this stigma around, you know, I'm not intelligent enough or, you know, when I get this management level, then my parents will be happy, even though that was just not even true and they were happy with me. And so I, yeah, just got caught up in corporate life and was really unhappy, was anxious, depressed and just really numbing myself and with alcohol going out all the time and feeling very, very disconnected. I really didn't know who I was at all. And the pressure in the corporate life, you know, working in operations, it was long hours. And I just felt like I had to wear this mask every day. And I found that very challenging as well. And so there's a part of me that was nearly kind of hiding myself going into work. I couldn't really show my true self. And so growing up in Ireland, I think I never really having the name for it. I kind of grew up and um, pursuing this masculine brand of strength. So just pushing, striving, forcing, just very goal orientated. Yeah. So that was my whole life in corporate. I spent 12 years just kind of climbing the corporate ladder and I got the management position. And uh, was I happy? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was totally stressed. I couldn't sleep. I was really anxious. I was having nightmares. I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. This is not what um, I really want. And so I was in work one day and I it was just like this divine message came through me and I was just really instructed to give up my corporate job or I was going to be really sick. And at that point, I was just miserable. And so I did. I resigned. <laughs> um, but prior to that, I was exploring all the different ideas of how I was going to escape the corporate grind. And um, I've always had an interest in natural healing and um, just from a very young age. And I think deep down, I knew that I would take that path. But I think it all has to do with readiness as well. Yeah. And so I was around 26, 27 at that point. And I started my life coaching training. I started my yoga teacher training. I was doing all of this while, you know, working a full time job. And so at the point then when I resigned, I, you know, I didn't really know what I was going to do at that point. I was just like, OK, well, I'll start teaching yoga and I'll see where it takes me. I created my business, which was Nurture Pod back then. 
And then it's just kind of evolved. You know, I'm now in business close to nine years and it's just evolved to where I am now, where I'm kind of nearly back to corporate in terms of supporting women who work in corporate. And so I really get it and I know what they're going through because I've actually um, been in that space. So I think the space I teach from is always from experience because I've been through that on some level. And then it helps me to really support the woman because I really know deep down how she's feeling. Totally. I think, well, I mean, experience and understanding to have been through what you've been through and then to be able to bring that back. It's amazing how our life goes on a bit of a journey, isn't it? How we start out and, you know, maybe deep down you've always felt there's a calling somewhere and then you kind of get caught up in the, I don't know if it's a trap or just what everybody else does. Yeah. 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 And then all of a sudden the, you kind of have this opportunity to kind of go and do it. I mean, I have to say from my perspective, I trained as a life coach and I'd always, as a, mm. as a young girl wanted to do some kind of psychology and counseling. Yes. And I actually did a degree in psychology, but then went into advertising. Wow. So it was kind of like got side, same side, sidetracked in the zone yeah. for a while, but always kind of had this pull and this sense of, you know, wanting mm. to go back to it. So I think it's amazing that people can follow that truth, I guess, that you kind of always knew was there. And I mean, yeah. especially to, I mean, did you, did you know when you kind of like pulled the pin on corporate, you were like, did you have everything lined up or were you just kind of flying by the seat of pants? <laughs> I was flying by the seat of my pants. I really was. There was just this feeling in my heart that I'm going to be okay. This is going to work out, even though I had no clue what I was going to do. I had my coaching certificate, I had my teaching, and I just started teaching. You know, I was teaching, I think, at one point, 20 classes a week. But it's interesting then, because then I reached burnout again. There's been this pattern of burnout throughout my life. And because what I found initially when I was operating in my business, again, I was operating from a very masculine place, because that's the only way I knew how to work, because that's how I was also operating and working in corporate life. So yeah, it's, it's been an interesting journey. (laughs) So yeah, well, so talk to me about burnouts. I was kind of wondering whether you saw there was a certain type of person that tended towards burnout. So whether you could be, and because for me, like as a coach, I kind of see there's uh, an alignment with perfection in some way, but I'd be really interested to know from your perspective, like Mm. who's more prone to getting to the point of burnout than other people? Yeah, so there is, there's people like myself, high achievers. So high achievers, perfectionism traits as well. And basically burnout is just really when you're like outer demands, they're greater than your own inner capacity and inner reserves. And a lot of the time, you're not connected within yourself so you don't have self-care you're not taking care of your energy and that then can lead to and I'll speak about this in a minute cold depression which is actually um, something that we're really facing right now during these times of just high pressure and this is a term that comes from kundalini yoga but yeah the woman that comes into my world and that's experiencing burnout is high achiever you know she's just got these big goals caught up in perfectionism and she's a goer like she's a doer she's just always on she can't sit still her mind is busy her body is busy she's leaned more towards like running like you know anything that's fast, busy, going, doing. And she finds it very hard to kind of sit down and meditate or practice yoga, for example, which is the old me. That's who I was. You know, if I think back to who I was back in the corporate life, that was me. I was kind of running on my nerves. Mm. I was always in that kind of stress response. I couldn't sit still. Well, I feel you on that front. I think that I can 
totally acknowledge that feeling of being constantly on. So I would kind of identify with being that kind of person who is, you know, constantly moving, doing, and it can be great from a business perspective because you certainly yes. get, get things happening. You get things done, exactly. Stuff happens. <laughs> However, you do get to a point, I think, as you said, that kind of running on anxious energy and kind of feeling really yeah. edgy all the time and unable to slow down. And I think that for anyone out there listening, like those things that you really need to take heed of because, I mean, you do. as you yeah. said, you kind of like talk about the cold depression, like what's the downward spiral? How do, where do we get to? Yeah, so like the cold depression, um, so this is a term that comes from Kundalini Yoga and um, Yogi Bhajan brought these teachings to the West and like they're not here a very long time actually, maybe 30, 40 years. And um, basically he brought these teachings to the West because he said that we would need them right now during the times that we're living in because there's such high pressure times. It's a time of information overload, like there's just information, we're bombarded with information left, right and centre. And he said that we would need like a technology, a science practices that would help strengthen our nervous system because we need strong nervous systems or we just won't cope and we'll fall into the spiral of the cold depression. And the cold depression is actually it's when you're so numb, you're so disconnected from yourself, your outer demands are greater than your inner capacity. You don't have any more reserves of energy within. And so then when you don't have that, you start looking outside for energy. And that's when we get caught up in the cycle of maybe relying on a glass of wine every evening, which is very common. I see this a lot for women. It's their way of de-stressing, but actually that's numbing them from their spirit even more or they're using coffee or different things to distract them from themselves. So a lot of the time when people are experiencing cold depression, they actually don't even know, they don't even realize, nobody would even think that they're depressed because it looks like they have everything together. They're busy, they're going. A lot of the time they're people that's busy going, doing, they're kind of running on their nerves, they're running on this kind of anxiety and they lean more towards fast things, mm-hmm. you know, bigger, faster, more. And a lot of the time they might be runners, like, you know, again, hard to sit down, meditate, hard to relax, always going. Yeah. So people getting to a point when they're numbing at the end of the day, I think a lot of listeners will relate to that. I was yeah. actually in a, a big one. in a pub this weekend on the back of, we had a bit of a strategy session and there was a group of us at the table and it just mm. became a massive discussion about alcohol and who, yeah. who drinks at the end of every day and how frequently people were drinking, um, you know, and whether it was every night, one glass or two glasses and how easy it became and the association that became linked with. Yeah the end of the day and it being kind of like you know the symbol of the day ending or kind of the release of pressure or something there's just yeah. such, such an association with it that, yeah. that has been built up over time which is crazy and it's become normal now like it's a normal thing to do and it's okay and it's just kind of people do it as a little reward because of the day that they've had so now this is my reward definitely and I remember listening to Brené Brown and she talked about the fact that she used to drink a lot of alcohol and it was one of those things where she got to that moment when she was constantly feeling frustrated and anxious and stressed and she said to herself like I've got to get out the briar patch like what do I do to protect first of all she was thinking what do I do to protect myself from what was going on and then mm. it kind of got her to a point when she's like actually I just need to get out of here what am I doing like I need to it was all about getting to that point yeah. Obviously, like you felt as well, where you had to yeah. create change because reaching rock bottom, yeah, right? You can't right. stay where you are and try and no. protect yourself in something which isn't good. It's about actually sitting in that space and going, life isn't great right now or things aren't working right now. So what actually physically needs to change? Yeah. And taking action. So I'd love to know. So the women that have come to you through their, obviously their burnout and doing all these things, what's the process that you take them through to help them, I guess, 
get out, like move out of that space and what, what kind of yeah. what journey do they go on? Yeah, it's a beautiful journey that they go on. And the way that I work, it's very holistically. So like, I don't just focus on like the physical body because you can't, you have to look at all aspects of yourself. So the way that I work is, yes, we look at the physical body and we look at what they're physically doing and what they're actually putting into their body and what they're nourishing themselves with. But also we look at the mind and the thoughts and, you know, what kind of relaxation techniques they have. And then we also look at the spirit, how connected or disconnected they are from their spirit and then the emotions so a lot of the time when a woman kind of comes into my world and you know she's feeling very disempowered and she's really seeking power on some level and more empowerment she wants to feel empowered again and in control in her life and so the first thing that we do straight away is we look at well how is she starting each day Mm. does she have self-care does she have a morning ritual And to be honest, the majority of women don't. There's a very small percentage that begin the journey with me and they have morning rituals. A lot of the time they're kind of getting up, hitting snooze 10 times, grabbing a coffee, and then they're actually starting the day in that sympathetic nervous system, which is that stress response. And if that's how you're starting, then that's how the day is going to be. And of course, you're going to need then a glass of wine at the end of the day to try to kind of find balance, even though that's not what the wine is actually doing. Mm. Um, But, you know, that's what your mind is thinking that it's doing. So the first thing that we do is really take them on a journey of actually creating a self-care practice, um, a morning ritual, a sadhana, which is really just a spiritual practice, a way of actually connecting back to the true essence, their satnam, which is just a mantra we use in Kundalini Yoga. And it just means my name is truth. So it's helping the woman connect to the truth that's already within them, but maybe it's been covered and covered with all sorts of things. So we start them off on a morning ritual. And, you know, that ritual, it's it's just baby steps. I don't Mm. get the woman to start off with an hour because I'd have nobody left in the program. We just start off with like five, 10 minutes. And then we're really building on that each week and adding more onto it. So what happens is they really form a very supportive, positive habit. But the great thing is because Kundalini yoga is so powerful and it's so instant, like you do a breathing exercise for three minutes and you will see and feel the shift. The women get really excited because they actually see and notice a shift in their energy and vitality actually within the first week of us working together. So it's that profound, it's that quick. Um, And a lot of the time, you know, the women coming on board, they can't believe that they can get changed so quickly, but it happens. And that then encourages them to continue with that practice. And then it's really looking at their mind, looking at belief system I use I was trained in a really powerful technique called the mind detox therapy and it's really working with the subconscious mind and we really look at kind of their beliefs and what why they're feeling stuck a lot of the time it's their mind and stories from their past trauma from their past so it's really getting to the root of their issues and a lot of the time this is stemmed back from childhood we're working with those and just really weeding all of those out and then not only are we setting them up morning but then we're also looking at okay what are you doing in the evening yeah. because if they need to get up in the morning they need to be winding down in the evening and um, so really teaching them how to wind down so that they're no longer relying on a glass of wine because there's actually other ways that you can supportively wind down 
And it's really showing them how to do that. Then supporting them to really connect back inside and really build that strong sense of self-worth and self-love and um, really making their self-care become a non-negotiable. And then looking at like food. So we look at everything. We look at really all those four aspects. But the transformations that the women receive, it's just mind-blowing <laughs> to, you know, to have that first conversation with the woman and then to see her eight weeks later. And she's just a brighter, more energized version of self. And a lot of the time losing weight during that time too, because a lot of the women that come to me might be carrying extra weight and they've tried all sorts of diets and nothing's worked because it's emotional baggage they're holding on to so we really work at that level you know I really empower them and it's really a, an empowerment journey I'm teaching them showing them how to kind of become empowered in their own life so they're not relying on anybody outside of them to fix them well, that's it. I mean, it's, it's really interesting because, I, I mean, we do a lot in our program around beliefs because, I mean, so many people have these feelings of yeah. of self lack of self-worth or lack Unworthiness. of self-belief. And it just haunts them in their inability to take action or not yes. able to put themselves out there in their business. But I do think as well that for a lot of us, there's issues around self-care that come also from, I wonder whether it's just the stereotypes of what one should be as a parent or as a, you know, as a wife and all these bits and pieces and you kind of find yourself – kind of fighting and pushing up against the stereotype of being there for everybody else and doing all these things and your self-care yeah. gets put right down the bottom. Yeah. And I think it's also maybe what we witnessed in our own mother, you know, so what we saw growing up, how she might have taken care of herself or how she didn't take care of herself. And so then that's the messaging that we receive that we need to put everyone else before ourselves, because maybe that's what our mother did. I know that that's been the case for me anyway, and a lot of the women that I've worked with. So it's really then changing that, reframing it and creating new beliefs that's going to support them. Absolutely. Well, I, yeah, I see a lot of the similarities in, in our community with, like I said, as they come in and how they're feeling about themselves and self-care is certainly something that not all of them practice. And it's something that's so important, especially I think with all the juggle and the stress of running a business and the kids and the, the crazy that is to be able to find that time and kind of create it. And I do question whether we just need to accept that everything can't be as fast as we want it to be in tomorrow exactly. and, and slow things down to a point where everything's kind of like you're working towards your bigger picture, but you've also got self-care side yeah. of stuff so that you're going to get there in a much better mental, healthy state. Yes. And I also think it has to do with where you are in your life cycle, because based off where you are in your life cycle, you might be just in a very busy period if you've got young kids, but also just having some self-acceptance around that. That's not where I'm going to be forever. This is just a period right now. And I need to find a self-care practice that's going to work for this period. Um, because, yeah, a lot of the time it's the cycle that we're in in life. Oh, the cycles of life. Talk to me about that. <laughs> like, what, what, what do we go through? What's next? Yeah. <laughs> so there's, well, there's like four cycles a woman kind of moves through, you know, from age zero to 15. And that's like menarche and that's like her first bleed. And then she moves um, into the next phase of her life, which it, you know, takes her up to just pre-mother years. And that's, you know, if you think back to that time, you're, you know, in your early 20s, you're free and, you know, you're not really thinking about anybody else. That's just about you. It's a carefree time. And, you know, you don't have any worries at all. And then, you know, you become a mom and that's really the busiest time in our life. And, you know, for some women that starts younger and, yeah. you know, it can start, you know, mid-20s, late-20s. Now it's a little bit later because <laughs> we're having babies later. And then 
then that takes you up to around the mid to late kind of 40s. And then you might notice around then if you've had kids earlier that the kids are now getting a little bit um, older and your responsibilities aren't so great. And yeah, and then we move into the last phase, which is the crone. <laughs> wow, that that one that one's going to be an interesting one. I say, um, <laughs> yeah. the one right the one right now with most of us being in motherhood, we've talked a lot. We had a conversation about this on the weekend as well on the strategy day about a real from the previous um, when you had no responsibilities. There's a real sense yeah. of loss. There's a lot of coping yeah. with loss. In there is a huge loss, and there should be like it's a grieving because each Absolutely. time. You- yeah, each time you move through each one, there, yeah, you're losing something. You're losing some part of yourself. And I think that that needs to be acknowledged because we feel that we, you feel guilty that you kind of feel guilty that you feel this sense of loss in yourself and that you're, yeah. you're giving over yourself to your children and you love your children, but there's still that yeah. kind of, you know, you love yourself and you want to give to yourself. Yeah. So it's an interesting one where there's a battle there as well where people feel resentful because they're not getting the time and all these things. And yeah, it's a, there's a lot to think about. Hey, as women, I do, <laughs> I do think we end up like no disrespect to the men, yeah. but I do think it's a different journey and I think there's there's so many more expectations put upon women with the juggle absolutely and and Flory and I my business partner have moaned many times about our husbands who just kind of it just seems a bit easier like with the you know they do their job and don't get me wrong they play their role and they do things but from the doing all the school bits and pieces to the business Mm. to the 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 welfare of the kids to the shopping the house and everything else Mm. and we can't we can't we do try where we can to share responsibility but maybe because of the hours and the way they work it but yeah, yeah, it's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's more like women were more emotional as well. So then because we're waxing and waning with the moon, like we're ever changing, always changing, whereas men, their emotions are going to be more stable. So yeah, there's a lot going on all the time for us as women. <laughs> so does that give us permission to be more emotional when we blame the moon? <laughs> Ab- yeah, absolutely. Because we well, we're meant to be emotional. We're not meant to have a flat state, you know, and it's just riding that wave and being okay with that and I I think looking out to the moon and watching all the phases of the moon that's a practice I do with the women and where because we are the moon you know the the man is the sun the heat the woman is cooling she's the moon and it's actually just connecting with the moon and watching the phases but then connecting back into your own body and observing what happens at each phase and working with that energy using that energy you have like you obviously speak like a whole different language to me with the way that you <laughs> with the way that you think. So I'm really interested to know with obviously from going from a corporate environment when to this with this you know I mean it might be useful just to explain what Kundalini Yoga is actually. Yeah, think about I'd that. Love to. Yeah, do you want to do that? To. Yeah, I don't think there are many people out there probably that wouldn't have a clue what Kundalini Yoga is. And um, it's gr- the community is starting to grow in Australia. It's slow, but it's growing. And um, but Kundalini Yoga basically it's a very different style of yoga to any of the other forms of yoga. And um, why I love this practice is that you actually do the practice with your eyes closed so and it's very different to say a vinyasa class or hatha class where your eyes are opened and you know you're looking for the perfect alignment and you might be looking outside yourself and comparing yourself to the person next to you this is an inner practice so you close your eyes you drop inside and it's a connect it's a practice to connect to your own spirit to your own soul and the practice is basically when the kundalini which is the energy that sits at the base of the spine and it's your creative sexual energy. Everyone has this 
this energy. But I think for many people, it's actually lying asleep and lying dormant. And so they never even know it's there. They never tap into this energy, which is a real tragedy, because when you tap into this energy, you start to awaken this energy and you start to live with more awareness, more consciousness. And what that basically means is that you're not so triggered to everything that's happening in your environment. Mm. And you're more neutral, you're more awake, you're more aware. And you're living each day kind of with your eyes opened, like as if you were seeing life for the first time. And when you awaken that energy, it's basically just creative life force. So with that energy, you get a lot of creativity, ideas, insights, inspiration. And you you can use that energy as a positive advantage in your life. A lot of the women I work with really plug it into their business, plug it into their work, their career, where they want to be of service in their life. And it's just your potential and everyone has it within them. But for many people, they never know it's there. But what Kundalini does is it strengthens your nervous system. So, you know, during these high pressure times now, we need strong nervous systems. And, you know, there's a lot of people having breakdowns because they're not coping. And Mm. I'm sure you're seeing that. We all are seeing somebody around us that's just not coping with the um, demands of life. And so that's because their nervous systems are probably not um, strong enough. The practice actually helps strengthen your nervous system. It balances your glandular system. And you're just feeling happier. You know, life is just flowing and and you're dealing with stresses, you're coping, but you're not just coping, you're you're thriving. It sounds amazing. Like obviously I've reached out to you and we've had a session and it was an amazing, yes. <laughs> it was an amazing, amazing session and felt very tired. I remember feeling very tired afterwards, like I could go to sleep. But I love the whole concept and it's something that for me personally, I have to say I'm really interested in exploring further. You know how you said you had like an awakening with where you were at in your life. I kind of feel like I'm reaching that point in mine where I'm I yeah. love everything. Thing I do, but I feel like there's a sort of a level of spirituality or something missing where missing. I'm not I'm not yeah. connecting to something that is okay. greater within me or with okay. see what I mean? Yeah. Um yes. and I yes. kind of feel like I've been dancing around in this space of kind of feeling like I need to be connected to something else on another level of on and off now for about I'd say the last twelve months. Yeah. So well, Kundalini Yoga will absolutely do that for you because yeah that's that's a practice that will support you to do that well can you share with us how like your life has changed because as i was saying like you do speak a different language you like (laughs) in the the journey that you've gone on and it would be really interesting to be able to kind of share the transformation that you've had personally outside of you know what you do and what you teach but how it impacts your ability in your everyday to cope to you know not have to pick up a glass of wine or whatever it is and how you just feel that you can approach your business even yeah so i think you know just through the practice of kundalini what drew me into kundalini was the chanting the mantras because i love music mm. and I, lo- I love singing and it just like lights up my whole spirit so i was practicing hatha yoga for many years and i used to teach hatha yoga and i, I felt like something was missing just like what you said I felt like there was just something i was missing something spiritually and i want i was longing for something spiritually and something deeper and that's when kundalini yoga came into my life and just the sacred mantras um, are just just so beautiful. They're so healing. And so, you know, since kind of jumping on board Kundalini Yoga now, it must be maybe six or seven years I've been practicing. My whole world has just changed. You know, my business has transformed for the better just on every level, because what the Kundalini energy does 
what's not meant to be in your life. And this is where people can get a little bit scared sometimes because the energy is so powerful. It's so transformative that where you might be living in misalignment, the energy will move (laughs) to that area and that will slowly move out of your life. And so that can be a bit scary because sometimes we can be attached to what we have. And so, you know, for instance, you know, when I first started practicing Kundalini and I started my teacher training, there was a lot of work that I would have been doing and then it was just taken off me. And I did, of course, go into a state of panic. But I think there was a deeper knowing that that work had kind of run its course and Mm. something else was about to come in and something else did come in. So it's just kind of having trust, you know, that that will happen. And so my business has really transformed. I think I've really been able to kind of step more and more into who I am. And then as a result, being able to kind of offer my gifts out into the world. And um, it's really helped me open up my voice and heal my voice because my voice was very shut down for many, many years. And I, I've actually last year, I recently separated. I'm going through a divorce soon. Um, I was in a relationship for 18 years. We were married for five. He was a beautiful, beautiful man. But we were just traveling different journeys. We started to grow apart, but never came back really together. And so I think just through the practice of the Kundalini Yoga, And that energy that's there has really supported me to just release that relationship that's no longer serving me and also know that I'll be okay (laughs) because letting go of a relationship that's nearly 20 years old is, yeah. It's a big one. (laughs) It's it's a big one. (laughs) Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it's supported me on every level and even down to the alcohol. I used to drink a lot, you know, being Irish, (laughs) I drank a lot of alcohol and, you know, even now to the point where, like, I don't drink a lot now at all. I might have the odd glass of wine here or there, but I'm wanting to challenge myself right now in just completely giving up because why do I need it actually at all and setting myself out on a challenge and yeah, not feeling like I need that anymore to de-stress or to even catch up with a friend or to have fun. It's finding new ways. Definitely. It sounds like a whole, I just, a whole nother way of being and yeah, like I said, I think I'm ready. I'm ready to embrace another way of being in amongst the the crazy of all that we do. And I'm sure there are lots of other people out there who feel similarly. Um, so I think that I would love to send them to a rare, you will actually, do you want to send them to the podcast? Would you like to give them some places to come yes. and find you? Yes, absolutely. So you can go over to my website at coronabrady.com. Um, I have a pre-recorded webinar there. You can sign up for the training and it's really supporting you through burnout. Um, you'll actually experience some of the Kundalini practices on that training. And then if you can resonate, you can relate to that. There's an option to book in for a call at the end and you'll always be speaking to me personally. Um, I'm also running a Kundalini program in Sydney, which I'm very excited about because I just came back to Sydney after living in the Blue Mountains for two years. And I haven't been able to offer um, classes in Sydney for nearly three years. And I really miss teaching. So I'm excited to be offering a program next month in Paddington, Sydney. And that's a eight week program just for stress and vitality, where you'll really get to experience the practice in a small kind of group. And that's all on my website. I also run retreats. I have a retreat coming up this year in September. I have a live event this weekend, Daring to be Courageous, and that's on Saturday and Sunday in Sydney. 
and I also have the podcast show and it's all on my website. You know, everything just is a few, there on my Just website. a few things. Well, I'm going to be, I was, I'm going to be eyeing off your next September event. So you definitely need to keep me in tune with that one. And yes. um, is that going to be like a re- the retreat style? Yeah, that's in the Blue Mountains. I have a beautiful venue up there where I rent out a whole estate. And I've been using this venue now for the past four or five years. And it's just completely immersed in nature. I get a beautiful chef who comes in. It's all organic, gluten-free, dairy-free, just beautiful food. And we just sit in circle and it's incredibly healing. Lots of time in nature. There's a lake on the property. And Beautiful. Yes, it's, it's a magnificent weekend just for you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what people need, isn't it? A weekend for themselves. Yeah. Well, I definitely encourage them, anyone to reach out, have a look, check it out, um, listen to the podcast. There's, like I said, there's some great breathing exercises yes. on there. I've done them in person. I've also done <laughs> them um, through listening to the podcast and uh, they are actually, as you said, they're quite transformative if you can kind of like just throw yourself into them to feel that energy and kind yeah. of waken yourself up. I'm yeah. sure that everybody listening has started to think a little bit differently about <laughs> how maybe they want to move forward or perhaps some of the practices that they have in their everyday that maybe aren't serving them and, and whether they need to slow down and give themselves permission to look after themselves and actually lean into it. And yeah. I really hope that you go and check out Corona stuff. Now, one more thing before we do yes. wrap up, I did want to just speak to you a tiny bit on the business front and yes. to, I guess, because you've come from a life coaching space and obviously like myself, there are so many life coaches out there that kind of start in, in their training and then they fail to get anywhere, which is obviously really sad. And I would love for you to share, I guess, your insights to the journey that you've been on using this and kind of like whether, you know, what's worked for you? Is it, is it yeah. just leaning into your gift? Is it been about vision and pursuing that? Has it been about the niche that you found yourself in? What's it that's really worked for you so that the coaches yeah. out there can kind of appreciate someone as legendary as yourself and give them some <laughs> tips on where they might be able to go? Yeah. Well, the first thing that I would say is like, it's so important to have mentors because when I started off on my journey of operating my business, it was kind of feast or famine. I had no marketing system. I had no funnel. I had nothing. And it was fine. You know, I, I always had enough, but because I just have a big mission and I really want to impact as many women as possible, you know, while I'm alive, I knew that I had to find a new way of operating because it was quite stressful the way I had been operating and never really knowing where the next client was going to come from. And and I was kind of doing everything. I was sending out X amount of in newsletters. I was just everywhere, but not really having any real strategy that worked. So I've been very lucky to have some really incredible mentors and I've invested (laughs) huge amounts, but I think every cent that I have spent has just paid back tenfold. And that is just the first thing that I would suggest and recommend is hiring the best mentor and just paying the mentor whatever you need to pay them because it's just going to be worth every cent and making sure that you're aligned to that mentor of course that's what I did and that's what enabled me to kind of have the online business now that I have meaning that I can just kind of operate from everywhere whereas before I was kind of um, seeing people more kind of one-on-one and physically whereas now I kind of I choose my own hours and I can work the way that I'm working online which is the way that I want to work. Oh, totally. Well, you're working one to many. I think anytime we see 
like new coaches coming through and they kind of start thinking in that way of working one-on-one and yeah. you're, like, you're going to burn, you're going to burn out. There's only so many hours and there's, it's very full That's on. Right. And obviously with the kind of work you're doing as a coach, whatever your niche is, it's also quite draining because you're kind of, you know, Absolutely. you're there with the person in the space. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think that moving to a space when you can work one to many is obviously where it's at. But as you said, like yeah. you have to plug into systems that work so that you yes. can't, you're thinking, it's almost just thinking about allowing someone to teach you how to get your gift yeah. out on mass, right? That's exactly it. That is exactly it. It's allowing somebody to teach you how to get your gift out there. And I think also I used to kind of serve everyone and now I've really got very focused on who I serve. And, you know, that works for me because actually that's my background. So why wouldn't I serve that woman? So, yeah. <laughs> it's funny how you come full circle in that front because yes. I, I swore I'd never do coaching to business, like business kind of style coaching because I came mm. from a corporate environment when I was in media and marketing and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I'm yeah. never going there. <laughs> I'm just going to work with the holistic side of helping people find themselves and move yeah. forward. And then it kind of came back full circle that, well, I couldn't really escape it because there was an element of the skills that I had and actually that I really enjoyed. Exactly. It just wasn't in that environment exactly yeah. yeah I think that there's definitely an element of what you said there in trusting the universe or however you choose to see it will kind of help you yes. find your path you've just got to I guess yeah. lean in and, and go on the journey but yeah I think it's really important to surround yourself with the right people as well because yeah it's just super important to surround yourself with people that are in business and people that do have big dreams and goals so they help kind of support you to think bigger definitely and they push you you know (laughs) different level of conversation when you go out without when you go with your girlfriends who don't have businesses exactly to to those because they don't really understand they don't don't understand understand. that's right got the juggle or the money spend or the hours (laughs) yeah or just the roller coaster right the up and down you know (laughs) so do you have yourself a nice circle of business people that you get to hang with i do yeah that's really what i've been focused on now you know since coming back to Sydney because I'm not back in Sydney long well I'll be back in Sydney now a year this year so that was really important to me I was like I have to find a good circle of because I have really good a good circle of friends but not all of them are in business yeah and so that was really really important that I found a good circle that yeah they push you they encourage you they yeah they get it they get the whole roller coaster totally. <laughs> you know one day you can be feeling depressed the next day <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's all working yeah I feel you on that front the roller coaster is real we've uh, had a few strategy days recently with we've got a mastermind and we've also got our main program where we have like two days of training and I have to say that every time I connect with the women in those scenarios there's just another level of conversation and energy yeah. that you walk away with because you're exactly. kind of all on the same plane and there's yeah. kind of a connection which is amazing so I certainly feel you in that front. Can I please request personally that you have some yoga sessions up on the North Shore, please? So, yes, actually. Because Paddington's well, <laughs> too far for me. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm wanting to do that. It's just finding a space. That's my challenge at the moment. I can, it's, not e- it's not easy to find spaces. Oh, I can imagine. So you're actually taking over a space or are you work in a... No, it's, you know, it's interesting. It's actually a space that I used to run courses um, years ago in, like about three years ago. And I I just said, you know what, I'll reach out to the lady and see if there's any way that Monday evening class is available. And it was available. So I oh, said, I okay. Love it. 
This is a sign. I just have to go back into where I began. Well, if you do come up the North Shore, I will I will gather troops. I will gather people and bring them to you so that we can all go on the transformation together because I'm so keen. I just, although Paddington is my old herd when I was like the single lady. So, you know, it's just, just too far with the kids right now. But yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, look, yeah. thank you so much for sharing today. I think that there's lots of food for thought for so many people listening with regards to, I guess, thinking about how they're feeling in themselves, how they're treating themselves, maybe how they really want to feel and that sense of I kind of hope that we've maybe got a few people thinking about are they really satisfied or is there something that they feel that they're exactly. missing or we want to be connected to because as yeah. I said it's it's a big thing coming up in my life and I trust that maybe it's an age thing as well as you're kind I of headed towards yeah, your 40s it is yeah, and you're like definitely. is there more should I because, is there another you're level at, yeah you're at that halfway point you know you're getting to midlife <laughs> and yeah you're you're starting to ask those really big questions am I happy where am I going Going, you know, where do I want to be in 10 years time? <laughs> yeah, all of those big questions as we start approaching our 40s. It's big. <laughs> oh, my business partner's good. She's a bit younger than I am, but I'm going to have to get her to listen to this. I'm like, just so, <laughs> just in case you see me having like a midlife crisis, <laughs> it's totally normal. But <laughs> I'm going on a journey right now. <laughs> but okay, look, as we wrap things up, we normally leave our listeners with a bit of a parting thought. So yes. whether it's on business or on mindset or just how you treat yourself, what would you like to leave people thinking about as we wrap up today? No pressure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to speak about the energy, okay? Because energy is so important. And it's interesting because I think so many people, there's so much burnout and there's so much fatigue now. And a lot of the people just settle with how they've been feeling for a very long time. But what I would actually encourage you to start doing from today is start rating your energy on, like, say, a scale of zero to 10 just so you can start to get curious where you're sitting in terms of your own vitality on a daily basis. Like, so when you wake up, you know, what would you rate it as? Uh, at the midway point of the day, what would you rate it as? And then as you slowly progress into the second half of the day, what would you rate at? And that's going to really give you a good idea of what's going on energetically. I'm like zero, maybe five. Zero at the beginning of the day, five, and it goes down here. So. Yeah. So you want to be beginning, you want to be beginning each day with, you know, sitting at eight, nine, ten. That would be amazing. Okay. Well, there we go. I'll keep you posted. I'll keep you posted <laughs> yeah. on how I go, everybody out there. Okay ladies that's a wrap as always remember to be brave in your business so there you have it i hope what i have shared with you today is insightful and incredibly supportive for you wherever you are in your journey right now i want to leave you with these words today if you're not committed to growing evolving and living your best life what will happen is you will look outside and you'll search to find an outer fix. And that can be anything from purchasing material stuff, booking holidays, uh, buying clothes, buying shoes, um, endless nights out, alcohol, recreational drugs, food, computer games. The list is pretty endless. You'll look for some form of instant gratification to numb your pain and what that does is it throws you back into a state of denial so you can forget about what's truly possible for you. So today is a great day to choose to give up control and to really take back the power um, of you because it's in that place that you're going to find deep peace, joy and love 
And if you want to know what it could look like to work with me, I encourage you to book in for initial chat with me. This initial chat is free. Um, go to coronabrady.com forward slash apply. And we will know very quickly on that call if and how I can support you right now in your life. Thank you so much for listening today.